0: Many parents are anxiously awaiting the green light to get their young children under 12 years old vaccinated from COVID. Meanwhile, the push continues to get those kids 12 and older their shots. We wanted to talk kids in COVID vaccines, dangers of the Delta variant, and much, much more. So we caught up with Dr. Lee savio Beer. She is the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics. This is an important conversation with important information. Check it out. So I'm curious, as we're speaking here at the end of September, before we kind of focus on kids, kind of can you give me your snapshot of where we are in the vaccination process overall, What, where, where you think we are?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think as as you know, as I think most folks know, we have a vaccine that's authorized for adolescents ages 12 and up. We're also looking forward on the horizon to, to hopefully a vaccine that'll be authorized for children ages 5 to 11 fairly soon. Um, we know that Pfizer has submitted the its data to the FDA and, and soon to submit its application for an emergency youth authorization. Um, and what we're hearing, um, you know, assuming that, that the data looks good, And everything goes as we anticipate that we may have a vaccine available for five to 11 year olds um, that's authorized as soon as late October or early November.
0: What are we seeing? Let's look at that 12 to 19 group. They were the the last group to kind of get the the go ahead. Are we making the progress we should? I I know a lot of times that can be a tough group, a tough nut to crack at that group. Uh, What are you seeing as far as our efforts to get that group vaccinated?
1: Yeah, so you know, when the, the vaccine was first authorized for that age group, we saw a really big uptick in vaccinations. I think there were a lot of families and a lot of teens who, who were really eager. Since that time, we've we've seen, you know, steady increases in immunization rates. I think not as quickly as we'd like to see. And I I think that reflects that, that parents have a lot of questions, which is, which is a normal thing. So we would really encourage families to reach out to their pediatrician, to reach out to a trusted medical expert to, to get those questions answered.
0: To that point, what are the most common questions you hear, your colleagues are hearing about getting you know kids 12 to 19 vaccinated?
1: You know, I, I think some of this is there's just so much information out there, and and not all of it is good, and so that's it's hard for parents to filter through all of that. You know, some of the things that we talk to families about to 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 really reassure them and answer some of their questions. You know, first is, is that the science behind these vaccines has really been in development for over a decade, so so we really do know quite a, a bit about this vaccine and, and and quite a bit about the science behind it. Um, the second thing that that we we talk Talk to them about, which is actually something a lot of people don't really know, is that, you know, in all of our history of of working with vaccines, you know, all of our different vaccines, you know, dating back 70 plus years, you know, we've really not seen any vaccine that had side effects that that didn't Become a parent within the first six to eight weeks after giving the vaccine. So I, I think that could that that should help parents feel really reassured about about the fact that the vaccine is safe and effective, and and will be safe and effective in the long term as well.
0: I know early on in the pandemic, one of the things I think we were all thankful for was that it did not the virus didn't seem to have the uh, kind of universal effect on young kids that it did on the rest of the population. That game's changed now, though, with Delta, hasn't it? We are seeing youngsters at a higher rate, am I correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think there's a couple important things to emphasize here. You know, one first, and this is a good thing. You know, by and large, children will do well with coronavirus, but but a small percentage of them will not. And with the Delta variant um, being so much more contagious, that that means just lots more kids are getting affected, and it means lots more kids will get seriously ill with with, with coronavirus. You know, one of the things that we're seeing particularly in communities where, where overall vaccination rates are low is that, is that, you know, doctor's offices, hospitals, children's hospitals are, are just overwhelmed with the number of, of patients, you know, young, young patients who are sick with coronavirus. And so I think it's just a good reminder to us that, that kids can get, get sick with this. And it's really important for us to prevent um, illness where we can.
0: Right now, if you have a child under 12, and they can't get vaccinated what are the recommendations what would you tell parents are things to do to keep them safe i mean obviously everybody around them that can get vaccinated should get vaccinated but past that because it can be kind of harrowing you want to try to live life but you want to keep them safe you don't want them to be fearful what are your recommendations what's your advice for parents that find themselves in that situation right now
1: yeah, no, it is hard for parents and it's it's a tough position to be in, particularly when you see that, you know, older kids have access to the vaccine and 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 your younger kids don't quite yet. So so it can be hard. But there are things that we we know can keep kids safe and protected um, from COVID-19. As you mentioned, making sure that everybody who you've control over in their lives, uh, you know, 12 and over is is vaccinated is a really important thing. But also, you know, making sure that that when your your young kids are in you know, indoor situations that are that are a little more crowded, where there may be people from you know other families where you don't know their vaccination status. Making sure that they're wearing a mask in those situations, I mean, we've seen uh, you know over and over that that universal mask wearing in in those those you know places like schools where there's lots of kids in in together really really does decrease the spread of COVID. Um, and so that's that's an important thing to to implement. You know, outdoor play is great. That's a great way for your kids to go out and have fun and get some good activity. Um, you know, COVID is much less likely to transmit outdoors. So that's, that's a really good place for, for kids to come together and run and play and have fun and do, do all the things that, that they want to do.
0: Can you explain to me as a layman, because this is one of the things I've been curious about, what is it different about say an eight year old from a 14 year old with regards to the vaccine, What are you looking for? What are the the things you're on extra alert for a younger child as opposed to a a teenager? Is it just state of development of the body and everything? What what are they looking for that makes this younger group kind of a, a further hurdle to get past for vaccine authorization?
1: Yeah, it's a really good question, and 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 people ask this a lot. I I think there's a couple of things. Just as a general statement, you know, this is the approach we always take with vaccines, with medications, with any kind of therapeutic for our children. You know, we we always have add an extra layer of caution because you know it is important. We we do want to be extra cautious with our with our young kids. Um, you know, in in particular when it comes to vaccines, and this is what what we're seeing now is that is that children's immune systems respond a little bit differently than than adults. You know. So Sometimes it might take a little higher dose. Sometimes it might actually take a lower dose because, because their immune systems are, are, are because of the way their immune systems are responding. And so that that's the real thing that, that we're looking for in these trials. And, and that is in fact, what we've seen, um, you know, we heard today that Pfizer has, has submitted data about about their vaccine trials in, in five to 11 year olds and that the dose that they're recommending is less. And, and what they saw was that, um, You know, the 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 vaccine at that lower dose created just as strong of an immune response and was safe um, at that dose in in the younger kids.
0: We've all been vaccinated for stuff on a regular basis to go to school and all that. It's obviously become a flashpoint here for political reasons, getting this vaccine and and stuff like that. But, you know, if I'm talking to you five, six years down the road, is a covid vaccine become a yearly by year every couple of years? Is it just gonna become kind of part of the process of of keeping everyone safe as they grow up?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great question. and and certainly, I mean, I think most importantly, we, time will tell. Um, you know, we're we're it feels like we've been in this forever, but but we've really only been in this about eighteen months. and so so we do have to follow the data we do have to see. I think certainly, you know w- when we look at other vaccines, um there's kind of two different paths that they take. there's there's vaccines like the flu vaccine where we do need to get, get a booster, you know, get a, new, get a, a, a flu shot every year. Um, and then we have some vaccines like the measles vaccine where, where you know, it requires one booster, but, but not really subsequent boosters because that's enough to really infer lifelong immunity. And so I, I think, you know, we'll, ha- we'll have to follow the science, but I think most important to, to emphasize is, is that, the, you know, the vaccine is very safe and effective. And I, I think we can anticipate that it will continue to be safe and effective into the future.
0: And talk to me a little bit about we've kind of touched on a lot of this stuff in our conversation, but I know there's a a public service push that you guys are are working with the Ad Council, other groups uh, to kind of talk about what the hope is here.
1: Yeah, so I mean, as we mentioned earlier, you know, we know there are still a lot of families who have questions, um, and and that you know we're we're hoping to really encourage encourage families to reach out to their pediatricians and to to other trusted medical experts with those questions, um, you know, first because we think it's just important. We want kids to be safe and healthy. I, I think second because we are seeing increased rates of illness and hospitalization in children with the Delta variant, um, and so the time the time really is now, and we we. We want to encourage families to reach out. We want you to know that we're here to answer your questions. For for parents who would like to to read a little bit more online, there's two great websites I recommend. First is getvaccineanswers.org. And the second is our our American Academy of Pediatrics website for families, healthychildren.org.